Hi, I'm Eric Bordelot. You're listening to Transit Lounge Radio at Economic Space Agency in Berlin. Hi, Eric. It's so exciting to meet you here. I've been enjoying some really interesting input about what exactly the Economic Space Agency is. Because I have to say, I first imagined that it was something about the economy in space, intergalactic cryptocurrency or something. Can you explain what it actually is? Well, Economic Space Agency as it exists now comes from an initiative called Robinhood Hedge Fund Co-op. So Robinhood Hedge Fund Co-op was about making some captures on the actual financial markets with the help of a financial algorithm called Parasite. So it worked for a while. Uh, we were able to gather some money and redistribute it to projects that we found were interesting, commons-oriented projects, essentially. And then uh, blockchain and distributed ledger technologies came in. So uh, can I just ask, you were doing this originally on the kind of traditional stock markets? So yes, exactly. We were just being Robin Hoods of the traditional markets, which can only go up to a certain point. And then with distributed ledger technologies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and so forth, you can start imagining creating new markets or new financial stratas that you can start operating with. So the way I understand it is the possibility to create a thousand financial plateaus from which you can start deterritorializing finance as it exists and start making value a little bit more multidimensional. One of the things that we used to say at Economic Space Agency is that we are right now stuck in a mono economy where everything gets valued within a very narrow set uh, of coordinates, which we call capitalism, which generates, as we all know, uh, tremendous externalities. So the way forward, the way towards a post-capitalist economy needs to be toward recognizing all these values that are considered external to our economic system. And I mean, the capitalist system also uh, is embedded with um, vast inequalities. So this reimagining of economic space is really interesting because you actually have the space and also the agency to make it much more inclusive, much more equitable, globally distributed. The governance is not from the top, but I understand from the members. So can you talk a little bit about how you would actually apply those concepts to the real world? So the spirit of Robin Hood stays. Uh, we all know that like almost half of the wealth is concentrated in the hands of so very few people. We all know that, yet there is almost nothing we can do, it seems. We are trying, like we, uh, that is uh, humanity, I guess, is trying to change things, but we can't. So basically at Economic Space Agency, we believe that in order to transform things, uh, we need to engage at the infrastructural level. So we need to get a feel of the infrastructure and start creating these new financial tools to generate what we call new economic spaces. And that's where the real work begins. What are these new economic spaces made of? How do they govern themselves? How do they issue their own values? Under which metrics? Under which uh, understanding? This is all stuff that we initiate, but it's really up for people creating their new economic spaces to, to develop further. Because it seems really interesting that you're both deconstructing the kind of assumptions of, of how finance works and what an economy actually is, and then offering tools or like a methodology for people to then develop that in their own way, in a way that kind of makes sense or that they can adopt to their own kind of needs. Is that sort of roughly right? 
Yeah, I guess so. I mean, part of the interest of the project is that we are rethinking value at the end of the economy as we know it. So part of the challenge in engineering our way out of the system is that we need to understand a little bit what we're moving away from. So it's another way to say is that we're trying to hack finance, but not in that Robin Hood first generation style, but really like what are the financial milieus that we're operating within? Like the, we talk a lot about financial capitalism. Our lives are heavily financialized. What does that mean, you know, like in terms of debt, for instance? So all of that, we need to understand it enough so that we can then reverse engineer these mechanisms that hold us captured. It's rough to say. I think it's part of the challenge, but we need to assume a new power of self-capture of the value we're generating in order to move out of it. And it's not ideal. Self-capturing is, is taking responsibility for things that we don't necessarily like uh, to deal with directly. It's very convenient to be governed by a financial system that generates so much liquidity and ease of, of use. So part of the process is maybe a little bit rough, but the point is that if we don't assume our own modes of self-capture, someone else are already gaining, taking advantage of us. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a really critical point is that you have the agency to decide the value and then somebody else isn't deciding it for you and you're sort of not betting on a closed system, but you're opening up spaces to explore different values and different kind of metrics for measuring and exchanging those values. I mean, you're, that's one of the tough parts that we definitely don't pretend to have all the answers, uh, pre precisely at the question of new modes of values, new modes of valuation, new modes of measurements. Do we really need new modes of measurements? I mean, for me, it's kind of an open question. But for sure, if we want to have economies that scale up to a certain extent, we need to assume this question of measurement, which is a very tricky one, as you can imagine. Indeed, yes. Who's framing? Who's deciding? What has really struck me in the last two days is that there's a lot of poetic language as well, and it's really, it seems to be a process of imagination and, you used a beautiful word today, fabulation. Can you explain what that is and, and yeah, how you're starting to imagine the world differently? So economy, uh, finance is about the future. Like finance is a technology for shaping future. So we need to assume that the economy is not just the circulation of goods that already exist within a given community. It's also about the desires that we're embedding in the whole process. That's really obvious when we think of, I don't know, Hollywood or the cultural industries. They're mostly made of dreams. So fabulation is a way of saying that you can't think of the real economy against the speculative economy. The economy is always speculative all the way down. And that is not a thing to judge or it's not something to, to deplore. It's something to accept, to deal with. So we need to accept that we are also part of self, uh, how do you call that, self-prophecies, uh, self-fulfilling prophecies processes. So we're part of that. We're a little bit lunatic at times, you know, like we're entertaining ideas that seem completely... Um, <laughs> incredible but yeah it's part of the game like the economic game is fueled with dreams and uh, fabulation is a technical word to know to name the passage fr from the virtual to the actual if I may say I understand can we release this information publicly I understand you've just had some fabulation yourselves with a very um, concrete example of 
the upcoming Economic Space Agency offices in Berlin. Yes, I think we can release it. It's a fantastic news. So basically, uh, as uh, one philosopher that I really like uh, says, only people uh, who are dreaming can modify someone else's dream. You know, you can't like just go up to someone and make them change their minds. That's not how it works. You have to be meeting people at the space where, in the space where they dream, they're also dreaming of something. So the open office uh, was organized here at Haus der Statistik, which is a dream itself, but a dream with a fantastic reality because this building is, I mean, it's a huge building that has been uh, built in the 60s during the ex-GDR time. It used to host the Stasi, uh, the ex-espionage uh, 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 agency, and uh, Haus der Statistik, it says it. It's, it's the place where the metrics for governing the economy of the ex-GDR uh, happened. So there is a group of fantastic artists and activists that are collaborating with the city of Berlin for uh, refurbishing, reclaiming that building. And we've been working with them. And as of today, it seems like they're going to offer us uh, an office in the building. So it seems like Economic Space Agency will have for address one Karl Marx Allee, which is fantastic, I think. That's a pretty good address. And it sounds like you're like making everyone's dreams come true. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit just what's your, your personal vision for the future? Like where would you like to see this go? Um, so I would like to have this collective adventure keep on going and grow organically. So there's a mix of fantasy, craziness, uh, crazy ambition that we express collectively, but I also want other types of intelligences that are uh, more grounded, more closer to the granular aspects of all the relationality of our lives. I want that to be more and more part of our process because that's how something sustainable, organic uh, will will. Um, will sustain in the future and that that's really important like for us right now we're like we're coming in with quite radical ideas but they need to be translated converted into practices of different kinds and that's what i envision for the future like a very multi-dimensional proliferating set of practices that share some sort of common financial or alter financial understanding so that we can federate when necessary for a common agenda but otherwise most of the time just developing uh, these practices for their own sake. Fantastic I mean I think the the idea of like duration was uh, noted a couple of times and the, also this um, the translation of informal to sort of formal structures so that people coming together with all this energy and all these ideas and it's really exciting but how do you actually develop that into something that lasts and has ongoing change in society? I mean, it sounds like you're really on the way. Yeah, this is a, this is a very important thing for us. Uh, we call it the feel of the infrastructure because, yes, there's like the, the social medias as we know them, the social networks are great at generating social effervescence, energy, people are sharing ideas. Now what we need is to engineer a second layer uh, for these social networks that allows them to be more consequential. So we call them networks with consequences. And that's part of the zeitgeist. Like people know that we don't have that much time to 
find figure ways out of the system as we know it so we kind of have like one chance or at least for my lifetime i'm not that young anymore so that's going to be my chance to make it happen so i want to make it happen in the best ways possible so i want to make sure that we're not crushing the informal which i find is so important under the formality of the economies and the financial systems that we're trying to engineer into existence so it's this fine balance between the formal and the informal that i feel uh, specifically responsible of uh, within the organization well, how could people get involved or start actually enacting some of these things themselves or where could they go to study and learn more about it well uh, let's upgrade our website as a first step <laughs> And hopefully, sooner than later, our actual uh, tools, uh, computational and platforms, uh, will be ready so that people can engage. And otherwise, uh, very soon, you'll be able to just walk in at one Carmax Alley uh, <laughs> in Berlin. And I guess we're going to be there. And <laughs> otherwise, our team is distributed around the world. Uh, but you can find us pretty easily uh, online. Awesome. Thank you so much. I look forward to uh, shaping the future together with you. <laughs> Thanks a lot.